combination of what I've been reading and for quite a while is around the um, the uh, the idea of mana and it's um, the silencing of the mind of the thinking. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of um, so that's what a, a stilling of the actual thinking process, or what is it? Um, what does it actually entail? You know, what is it? What am I um, with, with practicing this this silence? Like I, I still the mind. In, in my sort of um, practice of stillness, which is something that I've come um, a spiritual group that I've been in. And uh, now the silencing of the thinking seems to go a bit deeper than just sort of um, a stilling of that uh, talking mind. Um, it's like the, the, the root of, um, of the talk thought process, which goes beforehand, isn't it? Look, I think um, when you say silencing the mind, I think we should not worry about silencing the mind. We should only be interested in silence, that's all. Mind is silent or not, mind, if mind is completely silent, then what is mind? There's no mind then. No. Mind's job is to create thoughts. Yeah, like the thing from the book is the mind of itself doesn't exist, it's just a bunch of thoughts. was a quote from one of the books. Mm if you are after silence then silence is always there mm. though you might be having mind and the mind might be having thoughts but if you are interested in silence you will get that silence so these are not contradictory terms that there is a thought in mind and then you have to silence mind then only you can experience the silence silence is is not coming and going while thoughts are coming and going. Mm. Substrata on which we focus always on projections, thoughts, while the substrata is always the same, that silence. It is Mm. your own perception. When your own perception goes to that silence, which is the substrata, then whether the thoughts are there or not, it doesn't mean anything to you. It is all your interest in it which keeps you there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's it's, it's a case of um, turning the attention away from the the, the, the thinking and, and the internal dialogue. Correct. And, and what is left then is silence only. Mm. I think David wants to speak to me. So you have to unmute yourself, David. It would be nice if you have already prepared your question oh, this time. 
Um, Sanjay, uh, are all uh, thoughts uh, I related, as in the, the, the personal I? Yes, very true. Okay, okay, thank you. Thank you, Sanjay. So, uh, in... No, no, so I'll leave, I'll leave it there. No, thank you. I think you you have found your silence. One one more, if I may, Sanjay. Um, as a, a dualistically speaking, if I may, as a, a seeker. Um, there seem to be two things that stand out above all else um, on the journey. Uh, one being um, re what is real and, and that the other being what is unreal. Can you just talk a little bit about that, please? Are you talking reality and unreality from the person mode or the presence mode? Because the uh, things completely changes from your um, own standpoint. From the highest perspective. From the highest perspective, reality is that changeless entity, what you are, what everyone is. That changeless entity is reality because in absolute terms reality means something which never changes changeless Thanks. anything which changes transforms is temporary transient has a time period works in the space of time is considered unreal unreal because it keeps changing forms like amoeba you know it keeps changing form some things look static, but they are also changing. They are changing all the time. Maybe they are changing slowly. Even stones, even rocks, or even sun and moon, everything is changing, isn't it? Mm, mm, so mm. from that absolute, that which is changeless. Yes, yes. And for the seeker... Sorry. The seeker... The process of discernment between the two. Can you just repeat again? Sorry. For the the um, for the seeker, uh, the the um, discrimination between the two. That is all. That is to be found within. Yes. Okay. Not just okay. as an intellectual understanding. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Sanjay. Nilakantanji, do you want to read some shloka or something? Yeah. Pratyat <laughs> 
Chaitanya Rupoham. I am the indwelling consciousness. Shantoham Prakupeshpara. I am calm and free from all agitations. Prakupeshpara. I am beyond Maya. Atrakti. Shashwatananda Rupoham. I am that eternal nature of Ananda. Shashwatananda Rupoham. Ahameva Ahamakeya. I am the very sun. Indestructible and changeless. This is what is eternal. What uh, David was asking, what is that's eternal we are describing. You know, I want to say something about this doubts in seeker's mind. It is actually doubt in the mind only if you leave aside the mind and try to imbibe, try to abide in this, what just Neela Kantanji said, that Shashwat, that eternal, that changeless, that formless, that bliss. But the thing is that ego cannot find it because ego is that entity which starts identifying itself with the body as an individual, as a person. That itself has to disappear, probably slowly and gradually, if not sudden. And then what is left is that eternal only. Because you see what we think that we are mind and we say it is hard to trust people because one day they will be with you, the next day they will be against you. But that's what the mind is, everyone's mind, even our mind. It keeps changing all the time. One day something you like, the other day the same thing you dislike. You keep changing, your interest changes, hobbies changes, profession changes, like, attachment changes. So this entity on which our whole life depends is so changing. How can it give you Shanti, that bliss? You can't have bliss when your, your whole existence is based on this restless, changing entity, isn't it? This is so simple to understand, yet so difficult. Because of our attachment to this mind, we never want to leave it. Another issue is that even if we want to leave, we don't know where to attach or what to look for. Because that's what our nature, we want to move from one thing to other. And that is why these sages and scriptures have given us some other toys to play till we understand what we are. Like Japa. You keep doing Japa, 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 Japa. You take some chant name. At least then you don't get into the mind. You have something 
because mind wants to get to something to do something it it is that doership in us it does not know how to live our life without a doership just pure presence so it it wants something to be done and that is why the other paths are also karma yoga you know path of action or yoga path of doing some postures breathing and all they have come just because of that because as bhagwan said it is for very mature seekers that they can just listen and they can be in it and no doubt arises or doubts arises but they go away soon and then you are that non dual brahman but if you can understand then it is already you are that no task needs to be done for it but then you have to do this first step give away this ego an egoless state is that only that eternal blissful state the only reason we don't feel bliss is because of this ego because ego has its base as mind which is always restless and restless association will always give you restlessness you can be a very good gymnastics you can do gymnast you just try to balance and that's what whole world is doing they are balancing act sitting on the mind using different techniques to be calm to be good to be happy that's just all efforts are being put but that what we are is effortless bliss it is effortless it is natural state and here to keep us happy we have to put lot of efforts entertainment work relationships psychologist psychiatrist pills and what other so many other people who tell us do this and then you'll be happy and do that that will be happy and then our mind tells some stuff us to us as well if i achieve this or gain this then i'll be happy so if we keep our substrata our base as mind our happiness is transient and our life is transient and then our reality is also transient then it is just an intellectual understanding that reality is that changeless awareness that's just that's of no use it's a bookish knowledge but when your substrata is that pure awareness from where you act you speak you live then you know the reality because you are that reality you are none other than reality in in truth but if you but if your base is mind then how can you know it if you speak from ego how can you know it 
this transformation to is to happen internally within you nobody can do it for you you have to take efforts you have to make your best efforts for that to fix any problem we need to know what the problem is and number 2 we have to work on it isn't it and how long it takes it, it it takes as much mess we have already created if there is less mess maybe it's matter of minutes or it or it could be years or it could be births after births each one is different isn't it what we carry and we only know it what we carry in this between the two years and and it is not what we carry what we keep acquiring more that is the other problem at at morning you do some sort of practice for an hour and then next another 12 hours you are collecting all this garbage then how does it going it's not going to work maybe that one hour of deep meditative practice might help for another 6 hours 7 hours so to be in that state it is a continuous ongoing job it's not just sitting for an hour in any meditative pose can sort it out if your mind can understand very clearly or you can understand or whatever entity can understand and understand not just as a concept it's not a concept it is that reality and if you can sacrifice your ego for it then it is it is a very straight direct and simple path but if you want to be a hoarder don't want to leave this collectibles of concepts and want to know that it is not possible only emptiness can blossom into that bliss the beautiful fragrance within us we can only feel when we are empty and that emptiness can come when we stay as that impersonal presence this is all our own internal seeing internal work don't think that someone puts a hand on someone and it will happen it can happen but then it will go away because of your vasanas mental impressions your deep desires longings that ego ghost will again manifest on you 
If you want it to go, then you have to work within. There is no quick fix. But if you are ready to do that, then it is not difficult at all. It can be work in progress and slowly and gradually these dualistic mode like that presence, that awareness and then shifting into ego mode. It all depends whom you give more attention to. That will more unfold. So all this egoistic attitude in us is because of that's what we have uh, pampered our culturally or education or society or our own competitiveness, desires, greed. If we want to rewind, we have to work within, isn't it? People think about spirituality sometimes that it is something believing in God and it's done. I would say it is believing in self. That self is none other than that God. Which incorporates everything. That is why we say that it is so impersonal, this knowing is so impersonal. So when you change from where you talk, you act, everything changes. Everything changes for you. You live in the word but not part of the word anymore. The way you were before. Understand it is not a small change. It's a, it's a big transformation. It's a jump. And, and if you are ready to take that jump, you can. But somehow the mind comes in so many ways to keep you here. It is loss of Maya in a way. Maya will lose one person. Maya will lose one form. Because then Maya cannot create you in another form next time. You have gone out of the hands of Maya. Give all this talk to your heart, to your that pure being, 
which knows everything which is listening and which knows and which wants you to be there but it cannot do anything unless you decide people say grace grace is always there 100% on everyone it is there but if we have closed the door by our own ego then how can you feel that grace how many people you know around you who get mesmerized by nature or even seeing a plant or a leaf or the functioning of this body i have studied for so many years working so many reading so many journals we hardly know anything about brain we only guess we make some theories and then someone else refutes those theories how intricate how complex how this whole system is taking care of this body without making any noise we don't pay attention to what is happening in our brain or heart or lungs or pancreas everything is working in harmony we only know when there is a problem how beautifully god has made this body and everybody even small ant it has small legs it moves it smells it also lives a life it has a family it also gets food and a big huge elephant also gets everything even vegetarian food is provided for that big elephant and yet we only talk about human inventions and discoveries and you know new gadgets we only get excited by those we give more importance to that mind which has helped to create some invention some discoveries some new gadgets we stand in queue at 4 am to get the new iphone we appreciate human endeavor but you see that same energy flows through us to create these things it is not separate some of us become so egoistic that we call that we don't think god exist <laughs> because we have created this and that ask these people who has created this body who has created this whole sansar beautiful plants creatures birds how perfect the system is different weathers because ego only knows to appreciate itself in its own discovery in its own invention in its own achievement 
and it goes to that extreme that it even denies existence of God. You know why? Because God has no ego. That egoless state is God. It can be invisible or it can sometimes be visible when a person moves from person to presence. Then you call someone Buddha or Christ or Krishna, doesn't matter. Understand this jewel within us, which is lying in this closed box. And millions and billions of people die without opening that box, suffering in this world, and even suicide. They are so unhappy just because they have never opened that box. No one has told them. They have never tried. They are looking for happiness externally in things and beings. It's not that no one has told. So many people have gone on this earth who have realized. Few people we know because from them a religion started. But in every religion, every sect, even who are not following any religion, they have found millions of people. And then millions of people influenced by each of them. But still, there is so much of unhappiness. Because mind has its own agenda. Understand this. Because you become an accomplice to the mind and you think you are that. Whatever thought comes is you are that. That is the biggest trap. And to get out of this trap, you have to disentangle yourself. You have to be just witnessing to whatever is happening. Give some time to it. Don't get disheartened if strong emotions are coming or desires are coming or attachments are coming. They are coming because you have created that before. Now you have to go through some dark phase for some time, but just be there as a witness. Don't fight. And then you will see you are on the other side of it. Liking the mind or disliking the mind. In both ways, your connection with the mind stays. Like with people, friends and enemies, you are interacting with both. But when you become a witness, you start receding from the maya, from the illusion, which looks so real right now. If someone asks this question about what is reality, even if 
someone gives an answer that answer is not even of two cent value intellectual answer has no meaning you can say oh, this all is unreal <laughs> it is maya what how does it matter everything in this world actually causes suffering to me how can you say that it is unreal i am feeling the pain pain is real to me what is the meaning of all these words unless it's your reality otherwise there are hundreds of scriptures written people have said it's of no meaning do you think just these words in scriptures can give you solace if it was that easy then no one will look for a teacher no one will look for a real person who can give this then it's all written in books you can read it and people have read it and then people become very very intelligent and they can they have memorized but are they free knowing everything about paris by reading books and being in paris are two different things but then you have to take that hard bit you have to go there you have to be there you have to make efforts efforts are not to be there efforts are only not to be what you are not and that is not difficult if you have if you have decided you have to decide and then you have to stay like that try to do it for maybe a day and see how you go just be be as you are nothing you have no existence your say has no value if we can stay like that where we have no value then you become invaluable not in other size it is something something changes but you don't stay as nothing to become invaluable that's also not the thing the truth is you just stay like that as a pure witness to things always uninvolved always without any intention can you do that if you can do that you are free each minute we get thousands of desires and hundreds of intentions and then we want to be happy we have to shift our base from this earthquake prone zone which is mind it's always shaky this is a very shaky foundation if you move out of it 
then you are always in that bliss. But if you want to build your home on foundation of mind, then it will always be shaky. It will promise you hundreds and thousands of things. But at the end, it will only give suffering and eventually death and then birth and then the repetition of cycle, unending. Who can be out of this cycle? The one who is only a witness to it. When you start witnessing all the insult on you or all what story you believe in, how painful it is, you want to retort, you get angry, aggressive. Staying in that emptiness where there is no concept, If you practice that and keep practicing, it is your own practice. Externally, you will look the same, whatever you are doing, coming, going, sleeping, eating, interacting. Internally, you can start witnessing as an uninvolved, as detached, shifting your base from mind to that self that changeless entity, that reality, which never gets affected by whatever happens around us. And when you stay like that, and then you see that you are getting affected, then you know that you are only thinking in mind that you have shifted the base, but you are still there. And that is a good eye-opening. That will open up internal environment for you to understand, yes, more work needs to be done. And this is so important and this is so easy because we are always interacting with other beings which give rise to agitation to mind in different ways. And when you watch, you know that, yes, I'm still involved. That's why I'm feeling like that or I'm behaving like that. But believe me, slowly and gradually from that reactive person, you become more responsive, more pauses there before you react. And that reaction then goes away slowly. And you become more humble, more humility is there. It is not that you are creating some good qualities in you. It is that self which is like that.
you know the gyani knows the least this secret i don't know whether you understand or not whole world if you ask anyone says a gyani knows everything you know they know everything they know my mind also and they know what is happening somewhere else they are oblivion they have no clue about your world at all once you have left this mind game you have no clue their all answers will come from that pure awareness only because they have no other reference point left to explain you about anything highly egoistic mind will not take that advice and might even revolt but if there is some opening some light is there if you can see some light on the other end of the tunnel then you know yes it is coming from the right source that intuitiveness is more in you even the instrument what you use is part of this world this mind mind belongs to maya only the ultimate trap machine and and knowingly unknowingly you are using that only to be free because you have not found that reference which is that eternal self to open the door of your own heart so the self can reveal you your own true self you have to turn inward remember all thoughts which come they are to keep you bhayamukhi extrovert to sort out things for the body only but the moment you look within you turn within the pull of your previous tendencies will keep pulling you outward but if you keep practice put your efforts to be within you will see this door opening and you will feel the fragrance of your pure self it is not a concept it's not any type of illusion or hypnosis we are already in illusion so the mind can tell you oh this is i have no experience more you are intellectual more difficult it is for you because you have to cross more barriers than a simple man but yes everyone can do it give some time for your own self with patience 
with perseverance love your company love your solitude don't think that this satsang is a social gathering it's a soul gathering it is the gathering to reach that source in us we are not discussing any scriptures here or any personal stories here i have no interest where you come from whether you are educated whether you are employed whatever your background is it is of no meaning to know the truth and this journey is your own internal journey someone can only point towards it but you have to accomplish and you can't give excuses that my situation is different from others everyone thinks like that i have lot of things to sort out everyone has lot of things to sort out things might be different but they are almost equal in everyone's case that's the way the mind and mind loves postponing and mind will say ask for a technique this way mind buys more time then you will be busy in some technique for few years what technique do you need to know yourself knowing yourself is a serious affair is a lifetime commitment and it's not like a medal or a trophy you have got it and now i will do all my stupidity again it doesn't work like that the one who creates all this drama in this world has to disappear if you are free and is still feeding your own tummy i'm just giving you a example like just about me and me and me 
then you are not free. There are so many saints, you can pick up anyone's story. I'm not saying that you only have to pick up Bhagwan's story. There was Sai Baba in Shirdi, you know. Read his story if you don't know about him. He left his body in 1918. And people living around him knew how many powers and siddhis and he used to give some ash and help people to recover from ailments and all. And he always lived a life of a beggar, begging on the streets, living in a dilapidated mosque, just one cloth on his body. You can see his pictures. There might be some on Google. There are some pictures of him around. When he moved to Shirdi, kids used to throw a stone on him. A lot of people abused him. Don't think saints' life is easy. It is much harder than yours. But they don't feel anything. They are always in their, their pure bliss. If someone throws a stone on you, you will throw two stones on that person. When ego is gone, there is no one to compete, to fight, to think about the body of individual. Then everything is same. Everything is one. What religion? A sage never belongs to any religion. If a sage is saying he belongs to this religion, that means he is still bound by religion. You know, he is still in concepts. He himself is not free. How he can make you free? Move out of this role-playing what you have always done and you believe that is what you are. Body will continue playing its role, whatever it has been destined. But you have to move out from there. Give away this ownership. When the ownership is gone, then you are always free. Do you think all these thoughts are for that pure eternal self, guiding self? Do you think that infinite self depends on these crazy stupid thoughts to act? All these thoughts are for that entity which thinks I am this body-mind.
the one, the smart person in us. It is for that. In truth, that smart person is the most foolish person. Because he is trying to create his own empire separate than that absolute. And so is the suffering. This smart person is carrying all luggage on his head and then can't bear this luggage and suffering. As Bhagwan always says, when there is absolute to take away all your burdens, why you carry load on your head? As a passenger in a train, still carrying load on the head. But who is carrying load on the head? It is only ego, that doer. Move your energy from your mind to the heart. Start living a life of acceptance. Stop counting yourself as an entity. As a voice to be heard and obeyed and all that arrogance which comes with ego. And stop bragging about your own personal story to others. Showing yourself as the sufferer and whole world as villain. That story belongs to the body-mind complex. That story cannot be your story. You are eternal. You came into this body and you might stay in this body for 100 years, maximum, and you are eternal. You have gone through these stories so many times. Which one belongs to you? Which one is yours? They all belong to the body. You are only witness to it. You are that pure awareness which sees everything unfolding within you and around you.
there is some power by which body moves it sleeps it wakes up it does just like the whole world does something in morning birds plants animals sun moon everything does something and when you sleep everything sleeps the whole world disappears for you and when you open your eyes then the world comes back again this world is coming from within everything is coming from within if you think you are something then you are everything otherwise you are nothing you can follow any one of these principles to be free just like in your dream you see so many people including yourself and a situation and a word and then when you wake up everything disappears it was all creation of your mind and then you enter in this dream and then there is a method to be out of this dream if you agree to be that silent witness in whose presence this dream is unfolding this waking dream which most of the people think reality then you know that presence presence of god in your heart why we call it god because of all those qualities it has eternal blissful contentment love and so impersonal yet personal with everyone
start practicing living a life without thoughts. Stop living a life, what next? If you are really interested in next, I will tell you, next is death. People are always looking, what is next? What is next? What will happen at the end? Death of the body. Where will this next will take you? Nowhere. This is the moment to awaken, not the next. Next is always in the mind and past is always in the mind. Your presence is in this moment. Live with that. For that eternal, there is no past, no future. Always this moment. Time is only for a transient, temporary, changing thing. You are beyond time. You are timeless entity living in this, conditioned in this timed body, which is decaying since birth and is destined to die. Now choice is yours. If you think this body, then death is certain. And if you know that you are that awareness, then death cannot touch you. Thank you everyone, thank you. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Thank you Sanjay. Thank you everyone. Thank you Sanjay, thank you. Thank you Sanjay. Thank you, thank you.